This episode has naughty words. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of the One Life Live It podcast. We are still um, in the midst of a little bit of change and under a little construction here while we get this COVID behind us and move forward from that. So this week's episode, we took a longer format um, interview that we did with Juan Fernandez a few weeks ago. Um, Juan's a friend of ours that we met at Camp Fire Rocky Mountain back in 2019, but I took that longer format uh, episode and I carved out a specific chunk, mainly because I have the lack of energy <laughs> and uh, my brain has just been in this funky fog. Um, and so it was, I'm taking the lemons of that situation and turning it into lemonade and carving out and sharing with you guys a, a quicker episode, about 12, 13 minutes long, where Juan talks about a strategy and a tactic that he's used in his marriage um, in regards to having a, uh, I guess I'll call it a marriage meeting with his wife. And then Deb and I also share our um, two cents or share what's worked for us and tactics um, that we use now in our marriage communication to try and to try and ensure that we are talking about the important stuff to ensure that we're making the, the appropriate time to appreciate each other and all of that, as well as to, um, to, you know, schedule and make time for the fun things in life, you know, not just the, the kind of uh, what are the weekly chores that need to get done or where are we struggling or something like that, but also to, uh, to bring on the important parts of, of our marriage that it sometimes is easy to, uh, to lose track of and just kind of going about our normal day-to-day lives. With that, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that we are back to normal sometime soon-ish. Stay well, friends, stay safe, and go bucket yourself. In one of your posts, you you made a you you had a review with your wife, which I would love to explore this too, but you had a review with your wife, which was kind of like a, a review you would have with your employees, where you're checking in, talking about how things are going, and just being very, I guess, upfront and maybe uh disclose like here's here's some areas where we can improve here's some things that are going well here's some areas where i'm appreciative of all that kind of stuff uh but one of the 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 pieces of advice that she gave you is hey we'd like you to be more present with the family and stop focusing so damn much either on i think it was social media and finances like those were the two two criticisms she gave you so uh could you maybe talk me through through uh hearing that that feedback from your wife and then what what you did from there yeah you're talking about my performance review with my wife yeah uh, so yeah that that was interesting because uh one day i was just thinking about you know how we do this thing um yeah the performance reviews with you know our employers with our supervisors why not do the same with you know within our family so you know i told my wife okay why don't we start you know setting our goals at the beginning of the year i'm, I'm very goals oriented uh, so why don't we do this? And then we have these check-ins, you know, maybe a mid-year discussion, end-of-year discussion, and then just to see how well we're doing. So one of the things that I found once I discovered financial independence is that there is a temptation to go down this rabbit hole, right, uh, where you see the need to uh, be optimizing 24-7 and make sure that you're on your game, again, 24-7. Um, and in that 
that caught me uh, off guard because, um, yeah, I remember that, you know, once I found, you know, the community, it became my main theme uh, in every conversation that I had with my wife, every conversation that I had with my friends, every conversation that I had with my relatives, it was all about finance, you know, finances, you know, how to do better and giving unsolicited advice, which doesn't go well all the time. So, um, yeah, I had this conversation with my wife and then, uh, it was great because it just uh, allowed us to have, a you know, this one-on-one to really be intentional about, you know, what we wanted to achieve and, 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 but more importantly to focus on the areas of improvement. Uh, and the bottom line is that I wasn't doing uh, well at all. Um, you know, I was, I was just fixated too much on, 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 on finances to the point where, you know, the, the scale was just not balanced at all. Um, you know, uh, I was spending too much time on social media, again, uh, looking at posts from, from other bloggers and trying to stay, um, on top of the new stuff that was out there to see if it would uh, be applicable to us. Uh, and in some cases, my, my kids would have to, you know, call my name like 10 times before I paid attention because again, I was just so, uh, deep into the world of, um, uh, personal finance. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that, 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 that meant that I was sacrificing, uh, uh, time, um, which, you know, looking back, that's, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to reclaim time so that we can spend it with the people that we love. And, and here I am, you know, doing the opposite. So, um, I think that was, uh, that was something good. And, and, you know, we continue to have those conversations, uh, I've relaxed a lot, um, and, in in and I think that's okay. Um, you know, at some point, you know, I think we can always think about optimization at, at, at this point that it, it can never be static, right? Because the whole definition of an optimum is it's dynamic, right? But, but these days I'm, I'm a little bit more relaxed. Um, I definitely value more, um, you know, the time with my family, the time with the kids. I just don't want to miss out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and especially, you know, working from home, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be uh, grateful about, you know, for the opportunity to have lunch with my wife, which, you know, it's something simple, but, you know, when I go back to work to the office, you know, I'm going to regret it, right? Like, why didn't I spend more time with the family, working from home, taking breaks and and just trying to be more efficient? But um, yeah, I mean, if if you've never had a one-on-one with your wife, I would totally recommend it uh, so that you can uh, give yourself the opportunity to provide feedback and welcome feedback. from, from your, from your spouse that word, you know, wonders, you know, yeah. for me, I'd like to actually maybe take a pause there. Cause I think sometimes that's what happens in podcasts. The conversations really get going and you maybe, or the hosts or, or whatever glosses over an opportunity to kind of maybe examine that real quick. So, uh, Deb and I also do a thing where we're trying, this is a new format for us, but it's called a marriage meeting. And I, I love, um, I love the, the, the way you formatted yours. I think there was basically four steps. Like you start off with, with thank yous, you know? So I, I'm assuming that's you uh, thanking your wife for, for the things that she does. And that's, that's similar to the marriage meeting we do where we start off with appreciation. And if we do it weekly, it's just, you know, what's, what are we appreciative this week? And it, it doesn't have to be big things. You know, it's often uh, the smallest things that actually mean the most because it, it just gives that person that chance of like, ah, 
I was seen or, ah, oh, they did appreciate or they did see this thing that I did and everything like that. Cause yeah, in a, in a hectic life, it, it can be too easy to just gloss over that. And then, you know, it feels like weeks or months or maybe even years go by. And it's like, do they even notice me? Do they even care about me? Do they even see what I provide for this family or whatever type of thing? So, so yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Deb, I'm, I'm yeah, still a lot so of Yeah, so if you might want to walk us through what this performance review was like for you, how you decided to format it, and are you still doing it? What value have you found from it? What advice or tips do you have for other people that might be interested in doing the same thing? Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, I think that the first suggestion that I would have is try to keep it simple, especially if it, if you're starting with it. So I just, you know, did, did a copy paste of things that I used to do at work uh, with the people that I, that I led. So yeah, you start with a section, uh, focus on thank yous, just to get the, the conversation going and just to be uh, intentional and appreciative of the things that, you know, the individual does and has done well. So in this case, you know, I, you know, I started the conversation with my wife saying how thankful I was for, for, again, it doesn't have to be like major things. It can be just simple things. Then, you know, you, uh, you can have a, se- a section that's, that uh, talks about things that the person should continue to do. Um, and then, you know, that's your continue. And again, it doesn't have to be major, but you just highlight things that you appreciate and that you would encourage the person doing, uh, and, you know, and, you know, for, for my wife, you know, what I would say is that, um, she was working on, um, setting her own, uh, um, I guess, you know, mini company. Uh, she, she was working on her blog and things like that. So I wanted her to continue to pursue that and to put more effort into it. I thought that was great. And she appreciated that. Then um, you can also have a section called starts things that perhaps have been on on your backlog and that maybe, you know, require a little bit more effort, but that there's a value proposition in starting those. Um, Then there's another section that, that, that I usually uh, that you can call it stop or perhaps areas of improvement. I don't call it stop because it, it can have a negative connotation, but it doesn't have to be that way. But it's more around areas of uh, areas of improvement or opportunities of improvement. So that could be like, hey, you're doing this uh, thing very well, but what about you know perhaps you know doing it differently or or perhaps bringing suggestions, not necessarily telling the people what they should do, uh, but perhaps just posing the question: Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? So that's your um, your uh, areas of improvement. And then what I've also uh, done in the past is to have a very, uh, a goals specific section where you talk about your goals, right? Okay. We said we were going to do this. We do this, do this. And on a scale of, um, zero to five, where, where did we land? Cause I think it's important also to measure, right? Yeah. Um, I think there's a saying like stuff that you don't measure, you can't, um, evaluate yourself on or something like that. Um, I can't recall yeah. the, the saying per se, but it's, it's something know. like that, which you measure, I think it's a, like a, a leadership quote from the corporate world or whatever, but that, which you measure, yeah. you move, you move what you measure or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So, so I, I do like having a measure that you can use to benchmark yourself too. Like if I did a, if I got a five out of five, then great. If I got a one out of five, then that tells you like, like okay, I can do better on this. Um, yeah, and, and, and obviously if you can add some wine to the, you know, to the conversation and some food, man, it gets even better. Um, but all in all, yeah, my wife haven't done, you know, we haven't done one in, in a while, but um, 
yeah, we always try to at least have uh, one check-in uh, during the year. Um, but so far, uh, based on her feedback, I think uh, things have gone um, uh, better, especially yeah. since now I'm not so focused on uh, on, on financial stuff. So yeah. cool. it's, it's, such it's a, more about everything. It's such a good idea. And having done similar things with Chris, I can say that I value it. But I almost want to laugh when I'm hearing both of you because it's so engineer mindset-ish, right? Where me as a wife, I kind of, you know, want to be like, I'm not your employee and uh, this is a marriage, this isn't a company. Um, So I wonder how your wife... took it or does she have the same sort of, you know, personality as you, or was it sort of hard to get going with her or did she appreciate it right away? No, she did not appreciate it <laughs> right away. So, uh, uh, valid points. Um, yes. Uh, I think uh, the engineering side of things, uh, I, I think, yeah, it, it expresses itself on, on this type of stuff that we do. But at, at, at first she she thought it was a joke. Mm. Uh, she take it seriously. So um, once I put it in writing and, you know, I asked her to do the same for me, I think she started to appreciate it a little bit more, but it took a couple of sessions, uh, you know, for, for both of us to feel comfortable with it and, and for us to be okay with embracing feedback um, because you know, feedback is a gift, but it can go south on you if you don't know how to how to deliver the mm. message. So, you know, she she delivered her message to me, and it was painful in some in some cases. But you got to keep in mind, um, you know, the intention. You know that the default has to be that the intentions are nothing but good. So um, uh, she hit me hard when when you know we started talking about you know time away from from the kids and social media and time on the, on the blog and, and just being so, uh, uh, yeah, I guess, um, addicted to finances Mm -hmm. and, and, and just focus on that without appreciating, um, you know, what was happening outside of that, uh, outside of uh, that world. But no, Deb, she, it wasn't easy. Um, but, but I think practice helps. Um, and the simpler you can make it and, you know, the easier you make it on, on your spouse, um, the, the better. So mm-hmm. keep it simple um, and, and try to uh, make it fun. Right. So, yeah. That I, was, was that one thing that, that kind of worked for you? Because I think you were skeptical at first because you know how I can drag things out. So you were like, oh my God, a weekly two hour meeting is what you were probably envisioning when I brought it up. But I was like, I promise I want to keep it to 20 minutes or less. And you're like, you were calling me on that bullshit pretty quick. Um, was, <laughs> did that help just the keeping it a little more succinct uh, or, or whatever? I mean, time helps. What I'm hearing from Juan also is sort of a sentiment I share that I, my hunch is it helped with his wife too. When she gave him feedback and he really took it to heart and has, I think since it sounds to me like Juan changed your your behavior and refocused your priorities based on this meeting. So I think just seeing what it can do for your marriage and bringing each other closer, um, I think that that, I mean, my personality is like, 
I don't want to sit and have a deep conversation for 30 minutes, you know, even 30 minutes, that's painstaking. And also, I don't want to just have a meeting for the sake of having a meeting. I don't want to hear someone, you know, give themselves an opportunity to grandstand either. So it's like, oh, I don't know. But yeah, I think like doing real work and seeing the benefits of it, uh, making your marriage and your relationship better. You as a father, I think you've you've grown from your writing. It sounds like you've grown as a father because of them. And so, I mean, really good ideas for sure. But yeah, just the thought of it and, and feeling like an employee rather than, you know, a spouse, I think, um, was a little deterrent for me. But On season two of the One Life Live It podcast, we'd like to share a resource we created just for you. What is it, you may ask? Well... In our free Stop the Drift downloadable workbook, we hope to provide you with some of the guidance and techniques that have worked well for us. As crazy as it sounds, we were too disconnected from ourselves and had spent too much time living someone else's dream that we forgot to dream ourselves. Or, even if we had dreams, we put those on the shelf for someday. Well, my friend, we all run out of some days at some point. I think it's time to dream again. I think it's time for you to not only live your dream life, but be an inspiration for others to live theirs as well. We're daring to live our bucket list life, and we'd love to have you join us. Go to gobucketyourself.com slash drift to get started today. 